everybody. Welcome to the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Dan, and I'm here with my sexy brother, Doug. Yo. And I'm here with the chairman of Handsome, Eric. What's up? And uh, we are the Freebirds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we no. usually do let our birds go free. <laughs> We're here for a very special episode of the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast, and we have to get serious for a second. Uh, All right, Lance Storm. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this is a fun one. This is going to be cool. This is uh, Doug's idea he had for a few weeks ago, and we're finally getting to do it now. Uh, and it's basically what would happen if we were all in the year 1984. I'd like to think that I'd be like a Miami Vice type with a white jacket and a stash. But uh, if I would be a normal you would be. Who would you be, Eric? I would be your partner in crime. Yeah, you would. Me and Eric would be fucking selling crimes and kicking ass. I'd be at the bar drinking. Yeah, you would. Uh, but this you is and Clintus would be the yeah the partners. Yeah, Clintus would be there too. <laughs> yeah, Clintus can be Cliff. Uh, Speaking of Clintus, get well, Clintus. Get well, Clintus. Feel better, and uh, we can't wait to see you next time, Bob. Yeah. Uh, we're in the year 1984. <laughs> yes. And this is basically when Vince took over the wrestling industry. This is kind of like right before the rock and wrestling shit, right? Yeah. Right before he starts to really run shit and buy out the territories and that era starts uh, disappearing. So he he started, so he bought, technically bought the company from his dad in about 82, 83. Yeah. And one of the things his father told him, he goes, look, I'm going to sell you the territory, but you have to promise me that you're not going to screw with the other, with the other territories. Okay, dad, no problem. I promise you, pal. Well, you know, 40 years ago, he was a no good lying piece of shit too. So what he did was he went to the other territory starting sometime in 83 and he was trying to buy them all out because he wanted to go national. And he made this pitch to a lot of guys, and a lot of the guys looked at him like he was a fucking moron. So they're like, fuck you, we're not, like, you, because uh, he would offer, he would lowball them an, uh, uh, an amount of money. And they'd be like, well, look, this is what we want. And he would tell me, well, I'm not negotiating or whatever. And then, so when he couldn't buy them out, he bought their talent. He bought the talent. He bought their time slots. By the way, this is like the biggest thing ever in wrestling that changed everything. Yeah. This is when wrestling kind of went national. This is the days of the territory ending. This is uh, everybody around the world like knowing what it is and not just being a local thing. Yeah. So basically because cable was becoming a thing. Yeah. All right. You had a national cable overlay. And you had uh, territories that were like, you know, they were on their, they were in their market, yeah. right? Vince wanted to be in every market. So, you know, starting in, so we're going back to 84, but like it almost kind of started at the end of 83 because the first big shot he took was getting Hogan from the AWA because Hogan was getting fed up with Vern because Vern kept promising him the AWA title. But Vern had like a big plan, well, according to Greg. 
Vern had a big plan to uh, to get the title on Hogan, but Hogan was getting frustrated. So Hogan's just like, you know what? And, and Vern also wanted to cut of Hogan's, you know, Japanese uh, payouts. Yeah. So Hulk listened to Vince. Vince flew out to Tampa, made Hulk a pitch, and basically said, come right away. And Hulk's like, well, don't I have to give notice? And he goes, don't worry about it. Like, you're going to be big time. We're going to be together. For, we're going to be together forever. So you don't have to worry about giving notice because they're not going to matter. So, and then when Hulk left, Hulk wanted Mean Gene to come with him. Yeah. And he wanted uh, Dr. D. David Schultz to come with him. And he wanted Jesse Ventura to go with him. And he was basically telling Vince, he's like, I need all these guys to come with me because they're who I work with. Now, just to kind of interlude, because you're kind of, and I know this is how you feel about this, but Vince is a savage for this. And this is probably, and I know like, and it's kind of like, and I know you feel this type of way and he, cause he ruined one of your favorite eras, the territory eras in wrestling. Yeah. And that was over, but he also created your other favorite era, the golden era yeah. and everything else. And, and what this did was change wrestling forever and almost for the better in a way. Yeah. yeah. And almost for the better in ways he did probably the unthinkable and, Someone had to do it, and he's the visionary. Well, and, and let's just not forget it was brilliant. Yeah, it was brilliant, and he created something so special. He, yeah, WWE is a multi-billion-dollar. I mean, he's been trying to kill it for the last fifteen years because that's how long they've been trying to get him to retire. Mm-hmm. But he did create something special. Now he killed a bunch of other territories, which is the purpose of this episode. Is we're take we're kind of putting on our our hats of the promoters. Uh, and we're basically coming up with a battle plan to try to combat this asshole from putting us out of business. <laughs> so, and basically it could be anything. It could be a, a talent signing. Uh, it could be putting together an event. It could be negotiating television deals, whether it be getting your shows on a network or cross promotion with a network to get to, you know, cross promote with different shows to get some advertisement. It could be certain storylines, maybe certain storylines that you think would work. Uh, it could also be because this was an actual thing. It could be plotting to kill Vince, which actually was was a thing. Let's try to stay away from it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was according to Jim Ross when the promoters had a meeting, and I think like Vince was even like kind of part of the meeting. Uh, when Vince basically said, I'm ending the territories. Yeah. And like, you guys are like, you could stay open if you want, but you're going to be out of business soon. Because yeah. I'm, I'm going national and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Yeah. A bunch of them met in the bathroom and one of the promoters, I don't know who, but one of the promoters said, why are we having this meeting? Why don't we just kill the motherfucker? And, uh, I mean, to be, I, I mean, honestly, obviously it's wrong, but I'm more, well, anyway. Uh, yeah, dude. What is, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, let's like not go that way, but technically like that was a. Yeah, I know it was a real was, story, but we're not going to be hypothetically fucking 
do an assassination. Uh, but that's funny. If it's sort of a mafia, I mean, it'd be well, it's, it's not, not necessarily legal. But... Does anybody look at Yumi and Eric and say, that's the mafia? No. Let's move on. We might be, we're not even the main event mafia. We're like the comic book mafia. We're the fucking Best Buy mafia. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Bunch of nerds. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the fucking, but yeah, so that's basically like the premise. So you can do whatever you want, but apparently it's illegal to kill people. Uh, that's funny. But, you know. If you say I can't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is our plan to kind of go against Vince and try to beat him and win the war, the f- official war, and keep the territory. Maybe keep the territories alive, or just turn that territory into a national brand. I love it, and let's do it. Now, who are we representing? Let's start with you, Doug. I'm going to represent the guy that Vince originally fucked in the ass, and that's Vern Gagne of the AWA. So I will represent the AWA. I will be. Mainly because I have his hairstyle, I'll be burned. Okay. You're going to be burned. Yeah. All right. Eric? I'm going to be Jim Crockett. Old Jimbo. Yep. Jim Crockett Promotions, the NWA, Mid-Atlantic. Yes. All of the above. Are you excited about this, Eric? (laughs) Yes, I am. It's weird, though, it's, no, it's weird no one's being watched, but I feel like not only because there's a movie coming out very soon, but my pick and who I'm going to be, I think, I truly think had the best shot with the roster that they had. Yeah. And with the guys that came through and the talent, I truly believe uh, these, this uh, promotion could have succeeded. And that's world-class. World-class championship wrestling uh, in Texas. Fritz von Erich, that's who I'm going to be representing. Now, this is also the weirdest one and a weird one to go with because world-class didn't necessarily go downhill because of the territory deal and Vince buying everything out, like everything else. Right. World-class had its own issues. Right. Which the uh, the – Inmates running the asylum, and also Fritz booking his kids to the non to the moon, uh, and to like pissing everybody off with that, and also putting too much pressure on the kids to all the tragedies. Like, there's a lot other stuff that went with mine going down than just Vince fucked them. You know, right. took everything. I, I mean, Carrie becoming the Texas tornado and leaving didn't help, but you know what I'm saying. Right. And here's the funny thing. You know, you mentioned Watts. Vince McMahon has said in an interview before that the one person that could have beat him yeah. was Bill Watts. But the fact that TBS fucked over Watts in the television deal because Crockett was giving Crockett gave a bunch of money to TBS to kick Watts off the air, even though Watts was getting like pretty good numbers in the time slot, pretty good ratings. Yeah. And the fact that Watts also, uh, like the oil cri- the oil crisis in uh, 87 was fucking over the character, uh, the oil crisis in uh, Louisiana. So 
Uh, Vince is like, well, thank God, pal, the oil crisis sent uh, UWF to hell, or else Watts, uh, Watts would still be competing with me. So I know he said that, that Watts would be the guy yeah. of anybody. He said that multiple times. Yeah, and Watts had the Watts had the talent, and Vince was, you know, but Vince knew like who to purge. Absolutely. And, and that's, but that's kind of what took Watts down. Yeah. Was half that. Yeah. So yeah, Watts took, uh, you know. But yeah, so nobody's really being Bill Watts, but you know, still the three uh, promoters that were that were being, uh, you know, each one of them technically has a gripe for, yeah, uh, you know what what Vince did, and yeah, they do, and like I said, and I think world class still does too, but I do think. World class is more of other stuff happened, and also too, like if they would have gotten out of Texas, like if they would have, like you know, signed deals with like other markets and stuff like that, yeah, then they, because they were popular everywhere, they were. Their signal was getting pirated all over the place. That's what I'm saying. Yes, and that's one of my first first plans would be to go national. Yeah, I mean, I would because, and I'm starting. When are you starting? Uh, when am I starting? Yeah. Like right at, so basically Christmas of 83. Okay. Cause that's basically when, uh, Hogan told, uh, Greg to go fuck himself. Okay. Cause I kind of want to do this to where we're all talking like together and not just all giving our pitches, you know, I want to all like brainstorm yeah. what we're doing at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're, and yeah. you, you kind of have a basis and uh, and I know some of the things that you want to, and there's some things that I want to do too. I'm going to be starting in May of 84. I'm going to be starting a little later because I, I'm not going to book around uh, the David thing because right. that's just, uh, it's weird. And, and I'm not going to like, because I'm going to let nature play its course and I, I, I can't change history in that way. You know, like when people, people go and they go, there's not much I can do, but uh because it'd be easy for me to say, all right, they, nothing ever happens to David and the Von Eriks live forever and they fight the Freebirds for the next 20 years and keep drawing money. You know what I mean? Yeah. But okay. so that that still happens, but I'm going to start at May at that uh, at the stadium show. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to start. Okay. Are you starting in January 84 too, Eric? Like Doug? Are you starting yeah. later? I'm in January or February. Okay. Cool. So he's basically starting. Flair's the world champion over there. Yes. I'm good. Thank you. All right. Who who wants to go first here? You want me to do it because it was. Yeah, but we're all going together too. Okay. But you you start off a little bit. All right. So we're in December of or, you know Christmas of '83. I, Vern Gagne, just find out that my main event baby face has fucked me. Hulk Hogan, that beer. Hulk Hogan has fucked me over. So, and I know that, you know, 
Vince plans on going national. I don't think it's going to work, but I got to combat the son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do is here we are Christmas night. We're supposed to have Bachwinkle and Hogan in a cage for the world's title. So instead, I'm going to call upon uh, one of my more trusted baby faces. I'm calling Baron Von Rasty. I'm going to put Baron in the cage with Bachwinkle, and we're going to start something, you know, for the two of them. Baron is going to take uh, Hogan's place in the cage until I could figure something out. They work a couple weeks. The beginning of 84, I'm going to call around. I'm going to see who's available. And I hate to do this, but I'm going uh, I'm going to look around and I'm going to make a phone call to uh, Bill Watts over in Mid-South. He's got a, a young baby face that I think uh, might, help, might help me in... Uh, not you. You're getting JYD? No. Or who are you getting? Maggie. No, I'm, making, I'm making a phone call to Bill Watts, too. Yeah. Are you getting JYD? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be calling uh, uh, Bill Watts and Jerry and Derek. All right. Go away. I'm making a <laughs> I'm in a pitching meeting. Uh. I'm I'm calling uh, I'm calling for Magnum TA because then what okay. I'm gonna do is we're gonna start off by we're gonna run a big we're gonna run a big angle in uh, in Chicago which is one of our main towns we're gonna run a big uh, big angle where uh, Bachwinkle and uh, Mr. Saito are going to try to permanently injure the Baron. Magnum TA is going to come out. Uh, Somebody's going to come out through the crowd and just start attacking him. He's going to unveil himself to be Magnum. He's going to get the better end of it, and then we're going to start kind of pushing him to the moon because he's going to be that baby face that uh, I want to beat Bachwinkle. And I'm going to try, I'm going to call, uh, I'm going to call CBS because we were trying to get a, a special with uh, NBC. We had it, but we lost it because that asshole Hogan went away. So I'm going to call CBS. I'm going to call ABC. I'm going to call whatever network I can. I got to get us on a primetime special because I got something big planned. Uh, we're going to give, we're going to give Magnum, the, uh, Magnum the title on uh, primetime uh, network television. When does Mag in real life, when does Magnum go to uh, to Crockett? Oh, sometime like towards the end of 84. <clears throat> okay. So we're not all in the same timeline here. We can all do our own thing. Yeah. So you can still use Magnum, uh, Eric. Okay. If you wanted to, but yeah, I have my game plan. We'll start getting into yours, Bob. Okay, my head booker is uh, Jim Cornette. 
my uh, my other booker is David Crockett. Uh, my uh, TV producer is Robert Fuller. I don't know who that is. I just saw it in the. Do you know what I just said? The hell with Dusty. <laughs> he's my, he's one of my uh, wrestlers. Okay. I'll get to him. I have a TV. I made a TV deal with CBS. Go every Thursday night. Um, I I called Bill Watson, Garrett Garrett Garrett, to um have a partnership, and it will lead to a uh, big event in uh, July July for the Jim Crockett Cup. All, all the wrestlers in those three promotions, I mean, two promotions and NWA and Mid-Atlantic will compete in the uh, Jim Crockett Cup. So, in June, July. And then, a, and then my main feud is Ric Flair and Harley Race for the 10 pounds of gold. My main tag team feud is Arn Anderson and Kelly versus Animal and Hawk. The NWA U.S. Heavyweight title, Bob Backlund and Dusty Rhodes. And then my non-title feud is... uh, Sorry for interrupting, but so you're going to steal Backlund from Vince. Yes. Okay. He's still a Bob. Oh, hell, you might as well. Because I saw him on NWA roster, the one I was looking up, and so that's why I put him on here. So, I didn't know if he... Was he in NWA, too? I think after he left Vince, I think he just left the wrestling business for a while. Okay. But yeah, him and him and Dusty will be feuding for the US heavyweight title. And then my non title feud, I like to call my blood feud, is Black Blackjack Morgan and uh Barry one Wyndham. And uh, and then in June July the wrestlers will be competing for the Jim Cross Cup. The winner will get a world heavyweight title shot later in the year. It's a 32-man tournament okay. that will include in the event, pay-per-view event I have later, semifinals and finals. <laughs> yeah, that's Bob. I like that a lot, Eric. He's pretty good. He's got a good start. To, got a good start. He's laughing because I got sour cream on my chest. Uh-huh. Oh. Got old cream on the tips. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's definitely a good start. Uh, I'm Thank starting you. in May. I'm starting at the Parade of Champions. I, think, I believe that's what it's called. Yeah, the David uh, Von Erich Memorial Parade of Champions. The Von Erich Memorial Parade of Champions. That's in Irving, Texas, at the Texas Stadium that drew 32,000 people. Now, I am finding a way to get this on television. I don't think it was on television, was it? It would be 
like they would put it on like their on their weekly show. They would show uh, matches from it. It wouldn't be live, but it would be like over the next couple of weeks, you would see matches from the show on their TV. I would find a way to make that live for everybody in, in syndication around the world. I don't even know if TV's there yet, but find a way to do it. Because as many eyes need to see this as possible. So I would find a way to do that. I would keep it relatively the same. With Carrie, I want Carrie to win. Do you know who the American uh, champion is at that point? Might have been Gino. Okay. This is what I'd do. Uh, I'm getting yelled at. Uh, Sorry. It's it's okay. But Gino, no, I, I'd, I'd scrap the title. I'd give it to Kerry because he's going to beat Ric Flair in the main event, right? Okay. Kerry Von Erich is still going to go on, and he's going to beat Ric Flair in the main event for the world heavyweight, the NWA title. But then that's when Fritz and the Von Erich family are going to come out because this is going to be a whole thing where the Freebirds are in Ric Flair's corner and so are the Horsemen. The Horsemen are a thing, right? Not yet. Okay. Well, the Freebirds are in his corner. Okay. And uh, they're going against because they don't want to see the Von Erichs win, obviously. And they don't want to see Kerry win the world title. He wins in the end, but then, because Fritz and Mike and Kevin, they all come out to beat some ass and take out the Freebirds. But uh, during all this, after he wins the title, he looks at the camera, he looks at, at, at us at home and little baby Dougie, even though he's not born yet. He's still a stain on a mattress. But, uh... <laughs> They look, they look at little baby Dougie and they say, we are our own company now. We are leaving the NWA. This title, as much as we love and respect this belt, he hands it back to Ric Flair. Fritz brings out the American title and hands it to Kerry and says, this one is, this represents David Von Erich. This represents world class and this represents Texas. And and that's basically our announcement that we're leaving the NWA and we're telling Eric and Crockett to go fuck himself. <laughs> so, fuck you, Eric. I'm on my own. And uh, you can keep your belt and keep your blonde asshole, Ric Flair. And we're doing our own thing. And the American title is now going to be the world-class world championship. And that that is all it is. That's it. what it represents. And uh, Kerry is the first holder. Well, not the first, but he's the – this is the brand now. This is our main title, and Kerry's the champion. And that, that is how we're moving forward. Now, earlier in the night, the Freebirds do have a match against Kevin. Kevin cuts a promo in the ring, and Kevin says, I ain't got my brothers. Uh, David's gone. Mike's not ready yet in my eyes. Uh he, they don't do the deal with Fritz and Mike and him. Okay. They do the deal where he says, 
as much as I love tagging with my brothers, it's time to have a new connection, a new group, new three. We need three guys that are going to represent this company and kick the free birds ass and uh, into the new millennium. And then that's when Chris Ad, the gentleman, Chris Adams and Gino Hernandez come out and they start teaming with Kevin. And that team is now called the Trinity. And that's a new group to take on the Freebirds. Pretty good. So, and those two, uh, and those guys obviously win the match, those three. And uh, Hayes is pissed, and Hayes vows that he will, he will get the Von Erics. Michael P.S. Hayes, that is. Uh, from now on, for, for Kerry, we have feuds on feuds on feuds to work with that I'll get into. But uh, the first main feud that we're starting with is the missing link. And we're going to have the missing link be this fucking like terrible heel that's beaten all sorts of ass and being like he is this loony fucker. And could this be the guy that could get Kerry Von Eric to snap? And that's the big angle kind of going national and traveling around the world. Now we're going to stay in Texas and do a lot of the main weekly shows in Texas. But from now on the star Wars, the wrestles, the wrestling Star Wars and shit, all that is going to take place in, in different areas around the world. We're going to start traveling. All the, all of our main shows besides the Parade of Champions, because that's going to stay in Texas Stadium, and hopefully we can keep drawing thirty thousand. Even though later on they, they don't, but right. Hopefully in my world they do. And th- that's basically that. That is the beginning. I will get into a lot more. We are going to go national. We are going to – Kerry is the face of this company, and our main goal going into the future is putting him against the strongest heels possible because, like, right after this, we're going Jake Roberts after uh, missing Lake. And Jake Roberts is a hell of a heel at the time. And then, and then after yeah. that, we're going Hollywood John Tatum, baby. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a feud over the gorgeous Missy Hyatt who's crushing on Kerry. And then you got a feud right there. And, and, but Kerry does that. He's trying to be a good guy and I'm a married man and, and all this. I don't know if he's married yet, but we'll say he is. I think uh, he probably was. And, uh, John's all jealous of him. So you get a little one month, two month feud out of that, but you put him against the biggest, strongest heels. And while you're doing that, you're also the Texas championship, which was kind of their, their other title. Yeah. You remember the Texas title, right? Yeah. Uh, that's going to end up being won by Michael P.S. Hayes. And we're going to be building him and the Freebirds, Gordy and uh, Buddy. Buddy Roberts. G- Gordy and Buddy are going to be tag teaming. And they're going to be trying to carry. We're going to start this. This tag team division going to be very strong. And uh, we're, we're going to have those two teams. And Michael P.S. Hayes is going to go into singles way more. And we're going to start building him up as a top heel. But that, that's where we're at right now. Okay. You want to you want to keep going? All right. So we're building up to uh, my big show, my big uh, television special, which we're going to put on CBS. And we're basically, and it's going to be, we're going to set it up for April. Okay. And that's when it's going to be when Magnum 
takes the uh, the title from Nick Bockwinkle. Now, lead, also leading up to that, we also know we need uh, other you know big matches for the show. The tag champs, I think at the time, were uh, Crusher Jerry Blackwell and Ken Patera. They were known as the Sheiks. Yeah. So we're going to bring in a couple guys. I'm going to make uh, start making some deals w- with people, and I'm going to bring in these two guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the, this promoter before Vince gets to him. I'm going to make a deal with two promoters, Don Owens in Portland. Uh-huh. To you know, get some of his guys and do like little cross promotion. We'll send some of our guys to Portland to work their shows. Some of their guys will come and help us. And then I'm gonna talk to Stu Hart in Calgary, and I'm gonna make him an offer. And I'm gonna tell him he has to tell Vince to go fuck himself because I want because I want two of his talents. I want Davy Boy and I want Dynamite, and I'm gonna put them together. I'm gonna make them the British Bulldogs. <laughs> And nice. they're gonna count, and they're gonna start feuding with uh, with the sheiks. Okay. And then what we're gonna do is we're gonna start making deals to get syndication in Boston, Philadelphia, New York. You know, all facets of New York, Western New York, all that stuff. I want to be on the air in Toronto. I want to be on the air in. I'm invading you. I'm going to Texas. Learn that. I want to be on the air in Florida. I want to basically try to get all these syndication deals. Yeah. And then what I want to do is, yes, I'll reach out. I'll get the deal for ESPN. But I also want to get a uh, a show on uh, what network do I want? Because I don't even know what networks existed back in '84. <laughs> I have no but idea. But I want to NBC. NBC. But I want to get a, a I want to get like a network TV deal, like Crockett's getting with TBS and all that. I want to yeah. get I want to get a network deal, not just ESPN. You say TBS. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do my C. I'm gonna do my primetime special on CBS. Okay. Yeah, because I have a TV deal with CBS too. Yeah. So I'm gonna go to another network, whichever network is available. <laughs> At that time, I'm going to pitch for a Tuesday night program for uh, just for one hour from 8 to 9 p.m. Or for or, yeah, from 8 to 9 p.m. Shut up, and uh, just to you know get my get my talent over, get my TV over, and then obviously you know, like weekend shows and ESPN every week, you know every afternoon or whatever, and then make sure I have my syndication. Yeah. And then to work with CBS, I'll agree to send, uh, you know, some of my people over to their, uh, you know, late night. I don't, rem- I don't remember. Carson? It would be Johnny Carson at that time. On CBS? I thought he was on NBC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he had the Tonight Show, didn't he? Yeah, you're right. So, like you know, late night or daytime talk shows or whatever. And then I'm also going to cut a deal with a popular television sitcom called New Heart. And I'm going to, and I'm going to cross promote with them. So Bob Newhart will start coming on AWA television and promoting his stuff. 
promote promoting uh, the new heart, uh, promoting new heart, and then we'll get uh, Bachwinkle, and we'll get uh, Bachwinkle and Baron von Raschke a guest spot on the New Heart show. So, are you building this thing around Ras- Raschke or around Magnum? Building around. Uh, Magnum, or, or, and get Magnum on there too, obviously. But like I'm saying, like send like Bachwinkle and Baron to be like on the, like do the guest spot on the sitcoms. Yeah. But like Magnum would be the one promoting this television special by doing the talk shows. Okay. So, and then also, like I said, cutting a deal with uh, with Portland to start promoting in their area, Calgary to get their guys and you know start getting you know tv in calgary and uh getting shows out there uh and basically also bringing in uh Stu to help me with the booking so Stu will take care of uh, the booking in the, in the canadian territories yeah Don Owens can help book the shows out in Portland and we'll get them like slots, help them also get uh, slots, TV slots in some of our markets as well. Yeah. So help them get TV. So basically it's almost, it's a different version of pro wrestling USA that they did in 84, except for, like we're all trying to benefit from each other, but I'm also going to go to Van- I'm also going to do a little talent purging myself because I'm pretty sure these guys were almost out in '84. I'm taking Sergeant Slaughter from Vince around. Uh, I mean, it didn't happen till I think like because I think his babyface turn was in like May or something like that. Yeah, but we're gonna take him early and we're gonna turn him babyface. Uh, and we're going to ter- turn them babyface early around April, March-ish, April-ish. But I'm also going to bring over the Magnificent Morocco. Yeah. Okay. And basically, Morocco is going to, because what I'm going to end up doing is at my big television special, when Magnum wins the title, uh, Bobby Heenan is going to be frustrated with Nick Bockwinkle. And they're going to get into a shoving match. Bockwinkle's going to go after Heenan. But then Magnificent Morocco comes out, jumps him from behind, and injures Bockwinkle for, you know, it puts him on the shelf. Yeah. And basically the big program from then on that's going to carry us on, it's going to book, that's going to do the towns. Is going to be Morocco and Magnum. I am going to have the Bulldogs at this special win the uh, AWA tag titles from the Sheiks. And I'm also going to bring in uh, Wahoo McDaniel, have him work the show against, uh, I don't know if he actually was still. if he was still there yet or not, but uh, I'm bringing in, I'm going to bring him in early, even though I might regret it, 
I'm going to do Wahoo McDaniel and Stan Hansen at the same too. And start like a big like blood feud that's also going to help carry the towns and take that, uh, you know, and also get Japan over too. Yeah. They could take it to Japan. So those are basically my three like big matches that are going to happen on this special. Okay. So the tag titles, the world title, and uh, Wahoo and Stan Hansen. Because I feel like I can, I got a pretty good foundation with that. Yeah. And then having Morocco come in, because Morocco's a big get, and uh, you know that'll help carry that'll help carry the houses for a while. Yeah. It sounds like I'm one of the only ones that's sticking with his guys. You and Eric need outside talent. Sometimes you do. I mean, I don't think I do. I said sometimes you do. I don't think world class does. Well, yeah, because because you have the guys, but also, too, a lot of the guys that Vern would have counted on got purged. That's true. Well, I mean, fucking Kerry left at some point. He's not leaving at this, though. Kerry didn't leave till 1990 when his father even had nothing to do with the character. Kerry didn't walk out on his dad. Kerry walked out on Jerry Jarrett. Well, I'd walk out on Jerry Jarrett, too. But uh, I would do something different with promoting. I would, like, really base it around. Because Devon Eric's Fritz's issue was that he made it all about his sons. And even when it went wrong, he still tried to rely on that. And we're going to step away from that. And we're going we're gonna to put a lot on Kerry. We're going to put a lot of money uh, around Kerry. We're going to put Kerry on a box of Wheaties. And he's going to be the face of this company. And he's going to be the one going to, to Johnny Carson. And he's going to go to the late night shows. And he's going he's gonna to travel around the world. And Kerry is our guy. But we're also going to have... The Freebirds are going to be cool heels that can that feud with other people too. We're all Michael Hayes is going to be like this cool heel heel villain that we shop around. Uh, obviously, Gino and Chris Adams are going to be the top tag team, and the Dynamic Dudes are going to be a real thing. And the Trinity with Kevin are going to be, but we're we're not going to be doing a lot of six mans. We we're not going to keep trying to keep that. A, like keep that dream alive and keep that well going like they did in real life. We're going to start, we're going to do some different shit. And the main thing is having big main event world title feuds with Kerry versus big heels. Like, and we're going to start with the missing link and then we're going to move on to a, a nasty heel, Jake Roberts. He didn't have the snake yet, right? No, he didn't start. Uh, I mean, I think he was called the snake. Yeah. But he, he didn't never brought a snake with him. Yeah, but he's going to feud with him, and he's going to beat the shit out of the kid. And, and this is all just going to make Kerry a resilient, like, tough world champion that holds the belt for, like, six to seven months, almost, like, for the rest of 1984. Through all the Star Wars and all the the big shows, he's going to be the guy. Uh, he's finally going to drop the belt. At Christmas Star Wars. And we're going to do Christmas Star Wars in the garden. We're going to New York. So we're going to New York. We're going to Vince's hometown and telling him to kiss our Texas ass. 
And we're finally putting on Kerry Von Erich versus Michael P.S. Hayes in a title unification bout for the Texas title and the American title. Okay. Well, in the world-class title. And they're basically going to get merged. And Michael P.S. Hayes is going to win with help from the Freebirds because we're going to have the ultimate betrayal and Kevin's going to fuck Kerry over. Wow. Kevin's going to fuck Kerry over, turn heel, slap his little brother Mike, kick Fritz in the balls. Well, me, I guess. But kick me in the balls and uh, beat the shit out of Kerry and make Kerry bleed in the middle of the ring. And then we're going to do a big angle like that on how he can't get back in Texas and fans are stopping Kevin because Kevin's uh, the Benedict Arnold and he's the traitor and he's the the black sheep of the Von Erich family, and we're going to develop a, around who many people find to be the blandest Von Erich. We're going to turn him into this heel, jealous brother character, and he's going to be this big villain for Carrie to go up against, for our face that we love and care about. To kind of drift Carrie away from world title after being the face of the company for months, we're going to have him and Kevin beat the shit out of each other, and really develop a blood feud between the two of them. While we're doing that, we're building up. We're not going to have a big breakup between, uh, between Gino and Chris. We're not going to have a big breakup, but they are going to both decide together to, to go singles routes. And, and those are going to be the guys that are going to be going up against Michael P.S. Hayes in the future. Those are going to be the guys like you're going to have some, some young, really good baby faces to go against Hayes. But Hayes' run isn't going to be huge, but in that title unification bout, Hayes has to beat Kerry, and Kevin's got to fuck him over. And even the Freebirds, everybody in the ring, it's it's going to be it's going to be the kick heard around the world, is what we're going to call it, because Kevin's going to kick Kerry in the balls. And, and that's what causes, Ooh. you know, uh, then Hayes gets the roll-up, wins quick, and everyone's looking around like the Von Erichs are in the ring, the Freebirds in the ring. No one knows what the fuck to do. And Kevin's just got a sinister look on his face. And that's going to be the feud that we're really going to go for in the future. I like it. You better. Yeah. Uh, all right, Eric, what do you got? I got so the event, the main, the big event I'm going to have is at the end of July. It's going to be called New Age Wrestling. As I said earlier, semifinals of Jim Crack's Cup will take place in the finals. So my two semifinals would be a young Kurt Henning versus a young Bret Hart. And then Ivan Krausroff versus Jerry Kitt. So I'm going to steal Jerry. I'm going to sign Jerry. I'm going to have Jerry Lawler come um, in cross promotion. They'll face him. And then the finals will be Bret Hart versus Jerry Lawler. And I have Bret Hart winning. And again, a future title shot against the winner of um, the feud between Harley Race and uh, Rick Flair. All right. So, Stu Hart. So, it, so basically, like like you said, we're all just kind of in our own little worlds, right? Yeah. All right, so Stu, yeah. so basically he had Stu Hart working with him just like I have Stu Hart working with me. Yeah. So, 
in, in other words, we're kind of working together in in some weird way. I mean, it kind of works. We're working with, yeah. I mean, because that's the way it was. That's the way it was back in the territory days. All the promoters were supposed to work together, but then Gomez, Gomez yeah. McButt fucked it up. So yeah, and then I I get the Rock and Roll Express to come, and then they, they face Animal and Hot for the Titan NWA Titan title. Um, and then the main event, the final match, and that what uh ten pounds of gold, Rick Flair versus versus Harley Race, and then a Texas Death Match. This will take place in Houston, Texas. Sorry, Daniel. You son of a I'm going to your well, He's invading Paul Bosch, not you. We took over Bosch okay. already. So you took him over? Yeah. Right. Bosch is a bitch now. <laughs> so those are my those are my um, main matches on the, uh, that card. Probably what five matches. And by the yeah, way, I'm matches. also I'm gonna heavily feature the Pretty Young Thanks, which is Coco Be Well. Coco Beware and Norvell Austin. I I used to be a big fan of that team. So my tag team you. division is going to be huge with them and the Fantastics, and uh, obviously uh, Gordy and Buddy and uh, the dynamic dudes for as long as they stay together. Right. I'm going to have a loaded tag division. I'm right, building so around Bret Hart. So that kind of brings me to my next thing right so uh, we're gonna do you know Greg Gang and Jim Brunzel the high flyers yeah you know good tag team and all that they never really flied though not really they knew how to throw well Jim Jim knew how to throw a drop kick Greg was too lanky so they're gonna challenge uh the British Bulldogs for the tag titles on television and uh, they're going to, you know, vow to win. But they don't. And after Greg gets frustrated and starts attacking Jim. And Vern, I'm going to go out there and feel like, what the hell are you doing? Or what are you doing? He's your partner. He's your friend. And my baby boy is going to slap me in the face. Yeah. We're going to turn Greg heel. And so he's not going to live in the shadow, you know, kind of like what you're doing with, with Kevin and like Carrie. So I'm going to copy. <laughs> uh, you're turning Greg heel? Yes. We're going to turn Greg heel. But then what we're going to do is we're going to bring in a guy. His son is working on top over. Crockett, apparently. We're going to bring in an old friend of Vern's, an old rival named Larry the Axe Henning, who's going to start, who says he's going to teach Greg a little lesson in respect. So we're going to build up. We're going to do another CBS special. We did one in April. We're going to do another one in August. Uh, it's going to be called uh, AWA Heat Wave. 
And what we're going to do is we're going to put it in an out. We're going to put it in an outdoor stadium, and it's going to be. Uh, we're going to put it in an outdoor uh, football stadium. We're going to take it to uh, Soldier Field in Chicago. Okay. And we're going to try to get about forty, fifty thousand there. If we can hit sixty, great. And basically, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, have Greg Gagne versus Larry the Henning in one of the featured bouts. Okay. And if Larry beats Greg, then Greg has to wrestle his then Greg has to wrestle uh, Who does Greg have to wrestle? Then Greg has to wrestle Jim Brunzel in a, in a chain match. Okay. But if Greg uh, beats Larry the Axe Henning, then Greg gets to wrestle then Greg gets to wrestle his father in a steel cage. And I, I don't want to do that. Vern does not want to do that. He does not, you know, I'm not interested in that. I don't want to fight my son. Uh, but that's what we're going to build to. We're also going to build to Morocco and Magnum TA because that feud's been picking up. And then... We're going to do the Bulldogs in the big rematch against the Sheiks. And whoever loses the match, whichever team loses the match, not only doesn't win the titles, but they got to split as a team. And then also another big match that we're going to have on that card. We're going to have Sergeant Slaughter taking on Masa Saido in a boot camp match. Oh, shit. So, as we get to August and we get to this match with Greg and uh, and Larry the Axe, Greg somehow finds a way to beat Larry the Axe, hits him with a foreign object, so now i got to fight him in the cage. And I don't want to do it. He keeps slapping me. I have enough. I haul off, and I belt him. And then as he tries to escape the cage because he knows I'm pissed, somebody comes out through the crowd and slams the cage door on his head. And that's my old tag team partner, Mad Dog Vashon. Yeah. Slams the door on his head. And then uh, I slap the gang a sleeper on him. But then Mad Dog gets attacked from behind outside by a masked man. Comes in, hits me, knocks me out. Then all of a sudden, there's a pinfall. Greg beats me. Masked Man unveils himself, and in a in a weird twist, uh, weird you know, turn of events, Jim Brunzel now turns heel. 
Oh, shit. So the High Flyers are going to get back together, but they're not going to be called the High Flyers anymore. What are they going to be called, Doug? Let's get some energy into it. They're going to, they're basically going to be called the, uh, they're basically, they're going to come out now. They're going to be in suits. They're going to be, uh, you know, dressed in the nines. They're going to be accompanied to the ring by beautiful women. They're going to be called the Frequent Flyers. I like that. Ooh, yeah. I like so, that. That's a nice name. And what that's going to set up. I have a better name. Okay. The High Rollers. You know what? I'm <laughs> you stealing like that from you. All, right. All right. So the High Rollers. So, and what this is going to set up, this is going to set up our next special, which is going to be uh, Thanksgiving night in uh, um, in the Cow, Pal- Cow Palace in San Francisco, mm-hmm. one of our big towns. It's going to set up Mad Dog and I taking on, uh, you know, getting back together one night only, us coming out of retirement. Well, I mean, this will technically be my second time, but I'm done after this. Mad Dog and I are going to take on the High Rollers in uh, in an alley fight. Basically, that's what they called the street fight back in the 80s. But that's basically that's going to be the next. Uh, um, I like that. Yeah. Thanksgiving Thunder on Thanksgiving night. That's cool. And then, by the way, uh, Morocco, with some help from Bobby Heenan, Bobby Heenan has not left me yet. He's going to stick around until. He's going to stick around until all his dates are done, but his dates will be done in October. Yeah. Bobby Heenan uh, or no, this this would actually be Bobby Heenan's last night because Morocco does not win the AWA title from uh, from Magnum. Bobby Heenan accidentally cost him the match. Morocco then beats up Bobby Heenan we never see Bobby Heenan in the AWA again. That's how he gets written off. Oh, shit. But now the next feud for Magnum, because now Patera and uh, Blackwell lose to the Bulldogs, so they split up. And Patera ends up being the one going, going heel. So now Magnum's next challenger is going to be Ken Patera, and that's going to be at the Thanksgiving show as well. Okay. And then new team I'm going to bring in to, be, uh, to feud with the Bulldogs is going to be uh, I'm going to make a phone call to Jerry Jarrett myself. Okay. And I'm going to get the fabs, uh, the fabulous ones, Stan Lane and Steve Kern. I like that. So, and then at the Thanksgiving Thunder Show, uh, At the Thanksgiving Thunder Show, Magnum is going to lose the title to Ken Patera. Okay. Uh, Patera's finally finally going to get the belt. Uh, The Bulldogs are going to remain champions over uh, the Fabulous Ones. And uh, Mad Dog and Vern will get that happy ending over... uh, over the high rollers. But then also after Patera 
gets the win over uh, Magnum, he's going to get challenged by a new young baby face named Rick Martell. Okay. So, so that's, Rick so that's, Martell. yeah. So Martell's going to be the next, the next baby the face future. up. Yeah. He's going to be the future. He's going to be what we're. So you're ending this with Martell being the future. Yes. That's how we end the year of uh, 84. And then, uh, the Bulldogs losing to, or the Bulldogs, or no, I said the Bulldogs would retain the title, right? Yeah. All right. And then after, uh, after the Bulldogs retain over uh, the Fabulous Ones, I'm going to make a call to uh, Mr. Crockett and see if I can borrow for a little while the Road Warriors. Okay. Uh, and if he tells me. Yeah, you can help. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. You and Eric just poached, huh? Yeah. They lost you guys are no better than that. He lost his title to Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that unfortunately you have to be. Well, not, some not of us. Some <laughs> of us have to be ruthless businessmen. You're able to get over with your talent that you have. But when good. like, because uh, Vince really didn't poach from you. Vince left you alone. Oh, for the most part, he should have. But guys, Vince took well, a lot. I mean, Jake. He took Jake eventually. He took Jake from. Uh, he took Jake from Watts. Oh yeah. Yeah, because Jake was only in world class for like a year. Yeah. He went over at the beginning of '85. Yeah. He got there at the beginning of '84. Yeah. So it was pretty much because Vince took a lot from us. It's just, and it's basically that's what happens. The guy gets over in one place, his run ends, so he goes somewhere else. Yeah, I want to keep it. I'm not going to have it that way because I want it all to be in the the dome of the of world class. Yeah. I want all I want world class to be its own individual thing with you got Carrie, you got Kevin, you got the Freebirds. We don't let the Freebirds go anywhere. You got uh That's why I didn't call an ass for the Freebirds. Yeah. <laughs> well I mean hypothetically in yours you could have but fucking I'm not giving anybody away. Chris Adams, Gino, they all get signed to likely we start contracts. We start guaranteed contracts before Bischoff. Uh, no, we really don't do that. But I, I think all of our plans sound like they could be successful. Yeah, and that's the thing is that, like, if they would have kind of put thought, because remember, back in 84, Vern, uh, Fritz, kind of. Yeah. Uh or at least when they could get carried, or yeah. when the other promoters could get carried. But Vern, Jerry Jarrett, and Jim Crockett, and Fritz, kind of, started yeah. Pro Wrestling USA. And it didn't work. It, it didn't work because all those guys wanted to sign everybody else's guys. Yeah. So, like, you had people... And Don Owens was also kind of, you know, involved in it, too. Because, you know, before Kurt Henning started becoming a big star with uh, big star with Vern, 
Ver, Kurt was working and getting over in Portland. Yeah. And well, but when it was time, you know, he was over there with Buddy Rose and Doug Summers. But when it was time, and when Vern wanted him, Vern went to Don Owens, basically grabbed Kurt Henning and Buddy Rose and Doug Summers. Mm-hmm. Doug Summers. Yeah. So, like, that's one of the uh, that's one of the things about it is, you know, talent was always there was always talent traits. Yeah. Uh, nobody really counted on getting, you know, on their own guys getting the place over. But also, too, you know, with Vince, you know, he didn't have to, you know, make deals with the other shows because Hogan was getting so over that, like, all these other networks wanted him. Like, Saturday Night Live wanted him to host. Yeah. Uh, Sports Illustrated wanted him on the cover. Yeah. You know, Johnny Carson wanted him on the show. But, like, if you got, if the other promoters would have gotten it together, they could have their guys do episodes of different uh, TV shows or whatever. Yeah. Like, you could have had, uh, like, Carrie could have done an episode of Miami Vice if he wanted to. I mean, that wasn't part of your pitch, but. Or like you could have had uh, fucking uh, Gino Hernandez and Chris Adams as villains on Miami Vice. <laughs> that would have worked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that's pretty much my plan. I, I don't have too much else besides I think I would lead to the direction of after Carrie, you know, beats Kevin Von Erich and like that, that has to end in a steel cage in, in, yeah. in the stadium. That's gonna end in the steel cage at the next stadium show, right? And that's gonna be those two beating the shit out of each other. Uh, I think I would, I'd push Gino as babyface a little bit, and as he's a changed man and stuff, and, and then he's gonna beat uh, Michael PSAs. I'd have him win the belt, and then I'd have him do the double turn and say, "Just kidding, I'm not a changed man. I'm yeah. a scumbag, and I only did this for the money." Yeah. Because to me, Gino could have been the ultimate heel. Exactly. He was like made to be a heel and pro run. Gino had this charisma about him. He was like perfect. Gino Hernandez is one of like the best to never actually become the best, but was right there. Yeah, and Chris Adams too. It's crazy that both of them were like in the same era because those two were fucking gems. Yeah, and they were they were great separate, but they were also really good together. Yeah, and when they, uh, when they were together, but then think of the money they could have made had you know they gone through and had that feud. Yeah, where he blinded them, and then they yeah. were gonna. Yeah, and they were yeah. gonna do this whole thing, but unfortunately, you know, Gino's untimely, you know, passing, which fans at that time blamed Chris Adams for. Like when they were trying to figure out what happened to Gino, fans were calling. Actual fan, because this is how kayfabe was back in the day. Yeah. Fans were calling the Dallas Police Department saying, well, Chris Adams threatened to kill him on TV. So, uh, and Jeannie Clark, you know, the future Mrs. Steve Austin, yeah. who was actually living with, uh, well, she, I think, well, she was living with Gino 
but then went to live with Chris Adams for, for a while. Uh, she basically said, she goes, yeah, we can't, like, the police actually showed up and questioned Chris because they were getting phone calls from, from the people because the cops weren't smart to the business yet either. Yeah. Uh, so the cops always took the fan side. <laughs> and so they're just like, well, yeah, you... these guys are real killers. Yeah. They're like, did you kill Gino Hernandez? And Chris is like, well, technically I'm the baby face in the feud. I saw that guy shake his ass and then, uh, you know, lightly touch his elbow to the guy's head and he fell down. We can't fuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying that Dusty Rhodes was in the I... Yeah. But, yeah, so it was just like, but, you know, the three territories that we're talking about, like those three, and obviously, you know, you could put Watts in there too. Yeah. Watts definitely had the talent. I Honestly, I feel like all of our, us three and Watts all had the talent at some point. Yeah. The people that fucking, if Vern could have kept a hold of all the people that just ran through, he could have been a millionaire. Yeah. Uh, fucking... It saved the obviously Crockett and Crockett got the closest forever, and Crockett always, you know, was right there because Dusty and and that was always even though Vince is like yeah Bill Watts would have no Crockett actually competed with you for a very long time, even with when the uh, territories kind of died Crockett and Starcade and they were still doing their fucking thing right and here's another thing too, you know Crockett bought Bill Watts yeah and they were going. To keep Croc or keep UWF open as its own entity. Yeah. The problem is, is because they wanted to keep it in New Orleans. Uh, the oil crisis. No money was coming in for anybody. Yeah. Like in in New Orleans, or anywhere in Louisiana. Like the oil, like shut the economy. The economy was shit. Yeah. So. They couldn't, you know, there was no funding in the state. So that's one of the reasons why, you know, that kind of went down. Crockett bought Florida. But, and, like, they kind of, like, Dusty would always go and promote in Florida. But, you know, Crockett was buying, you know, we talked about Vince absorbing territories. Crockett was doing the same thing. The problem is, is that he wasn't, like, it wasn't necessarily doing anything because Crockett was still just promoting in the same areas. Yeah. Exactly. I do have a little bit more. All right, go ahead. Um, so, it's Bret Hart versus Honey Ray beat Ric Flair for the, in the death match. So, okay. um, the night before Halloween, it's Bret Hart versus Holly Race. Bret Hart defeat. So, Bret Hart tells the Harley Race, um, you put your uh, career on the line and uh, for the title. And so, basically, Harley Race loses, he retires. And uh, Bret Hart beats um, Harley Race with the help of uh, Jim Carnett. So, Jim Carnett comes out after Bret Hart wins. And then... Hanning comes out in that, and then Jim Cornette has his own uh, little faction with uh, Hanning and um, Bret Hart. 
start the, um, I call it the next gen, or the young gens. So Brett Hart, now, wait, is, is the Midnight Express involved in this too? Yeah, and they join later on, and they're the, and so that's their fashions. Midnight Express, Kurt Henning and um, Brett Hart, and then Kurt Henning eventually wins the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. So, and then Midnight Express takes the title from the uh, Rock and Roll Express. So you have all the titles within that feat, that faction. And so Cornette, basically, uh, you just replaced the Horseman. Yeah. And no, and then I add Randy Savage. And you're gonna add Randy Savage too? Yeah. Well, there you go. So Bret Hart becomes the face of the um NWA. Imagine if that would have happened back in the day. I have one more thing too. Okay. At a certain point the missing link and bruiser Brody take place in the first ever I quit match. I wanna steal I would match. love to see <laughs> I would love to see that. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. I feel like I didn't do Brody enough justice, but... Because Brody was there a lot around that time, too. Yeah. Uh, but I think we all have really good plans. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually... So, I'm going to put the title on Rick Martel in February of 85. Yeah. That's going to be the next CBS special. And we're actually going to do that we're going to another one of Vince's territories. We're going to go to Boston Garden. Okay. And it's going to be in okay. Boston for 20,000 people. That's when he beats Ken Patera for the title. Cause Kenny wants to go to the WWF. Yes. Cause he wants to be with Bobby Heenan. Uh, so it's like, all right, fine, go. Fuck you. Uh, man. So uh, we're gonna so we're gonna do that, and then for the rest of '85, uh, Rick Martel is my top babyface champion. I figure you guys had a little bit more to add, so I might. <laughs> no, absolutely. I like it. Yeah. Now, if we can all just go back in a time machine and make all this happen. And then New Year's Eve for me, um, you have Dusty trying to get the title back from Bret Hart. You're done. (laughs) (laughs) We're done. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, first of all, I feel like if we were going back in a time machine, I'd have to go back and tell certain people that it'd be better just, just to keep the condom on. Well, that's the thing. I could never do my plan because I would need to, like, go back in a time machine and, like, stop everybody from making certain decisions. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 I would have to I, – you can't change people. And tra- like, Gino dies in 86. You know what happens to all the uh, – you know what happens to all the Von Erics. Uh, Jake leaves. Like, my plans would never work. This yeah. is good booking, and it kind of fixes the Fritz – uh, my thing f- fixes the Fritz making it all about the family because I do think that helped ruin it. And letting the inmates run the asylum because all the stories back then was like uh, everywhere else would be very strict and then you would go to world class and you could do whatever the fuck you wanted. 
Did you hear that? Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah. you would go to world class and you could, like, that is known for the inmates running the asylum. Yeah, pretty much. I like, mean, and that's like, yeah. and, and that was one of those things, too, to where, like, they were successful and, like, their crowds were, like, really hot and all that. But the issue always was, it was, you know, Fritz never had a hold on anything. No. Fritz base. Fritz just, had his kids nuts in a vice grip. That's it. All he said was, my kids are winners. Yeah. Fucking do get, do whatever you want, but fucking Harry's going over. Yeah, you're putting over my boys. Yeah, that's all he gave a shit about. Yeah. And, and so my approach fixes that. But besides that, that, that company was plagued with real life shit that just kept happening. And there's nothing they could do about it. Yeah, that's why the name of the DVD was The, the Triumph tra- and tra- Tragedy of World Class Championship Wrestling. Because they had more tragedy. And they had a bunch of guys with demons. Uh, but you can't you can't speak to other people's demons. We're talking suicide. And we're talking like deaths and homicides. and You know, this is real life shit that... It sucks that that's what sucks the company. And that's one of the main factors. But that's life, man. Yeah. It was really fun, like, to do it again. I had a great time. I didn't mean to end on death. Well, before we end on death, I'll give you a quick update. world title change? Huh? Okay. A a quick update on the manager team challenge series. Yes, yeah, definitely. We did. So round two has already started. It started with Colonel Robert Parker, represented by me. uh, Yeah, that is you. Taking on Sir Oliver Humperdinck, which is young Daniel. That is me. All right, and uh, so that series has already happened. Hump defeated the Colonel 69-45. to 45. Uh, wow. You know, big victories include, you know, Dusty Rhodes pretty much beating the shit out of, you know, in all three of his matches. He beat Orton. He beat, he beat Lashley. He beat Carey. Yeah. Uh, the big one, which puts you over the top because it was close. Yeah. It was close for a little bit. And if I could have gotten a victory, which technically Kerry Von Erich did beat Terry Funk, but it, I don't even think it would have been enough anyway. But because of the big margin of victory that Ted DiBiase got over Bobby Lashley, which I don't know how. Yeah. Uh, that basically is what puts you over the top. And then... I'm a winner. Yeah. Well, that puts you over the top, too. Uh, And right now, the next uh, series is Team Jim Cornette, which is my team, taking on Clint's team of Team Bill Alfonso. So right now, and right now, I think I'm winning three out of the four matches that are up. The only one he's having success with right now is is RVD is beating Ravishing Rick Rude. But Mark and Jay Briscoe are beating the high flyers at this at this moment. Andre the Giants beating AJ Styles and John Cena's beating Cody Rhodes. But oh, that's shit. but that series is gonna continue for the next couple of days. We'll find out who then uh uh moves on from that. Remember only in this run from this round on, only the winners advance, but the points will help determine the seeding. But uh, the next series that goes on after this, which will probably start on Monday, is Eric's Miss Elizabeth team taking on Clintus J.J. Dillon team. 
Ooh. Oh, shit. By the way, in round one, the only person to beat me in round one was Eric. Wow. Uh, yeah, Eric was the only person to beat me in round one. And in round one, I was the only person, Daniel, to beat you. Yeah, I know. You rigged it. <laughs> yeah. So, I think we can end on that. Uh, there is going to be no show next week because it is Thanksgiving weekend. And, uh, you know, want to spend it with our families. We've got shit to do. Uh, that too. Uh, anybody got anything else? No, I'm done. All right. Uh, awesome. Besides, Becky Lynch is the first person in history to answer zero questions correctly on Jeopardy. She made history. <laughs> wow. So, she's really representing. Not one question right. First person in history. On celebrity, well, in, in, in but in any variation of uh, wow. Jeopardy, but it and, was on Celebrity. Yeah. And, and and to think she uh, on the weakest link, she got all but one. She got all but one question right. Well, Jeopardy is not her thing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I love you guys. This was a lot of fun, and we'll do something like this again soon. Definitely. Check out all our other shit. Check out all our other stuff. Uh. Probably not a show tomorrow. I'm not sure yet. Probably not. All right. But we'll see. Goodbye. Okay. See ya. Bye. Love you guys. Love you too, honey bun. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.